Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm Sean Cullen. I'm a guest on the show. <laughs> yeah, you're a guest host today. You're hosting with us today, Sean. Oh, well, see, there's three hosts. Yeah. And no so, guest. But there's no. No guest. <laughs> well, maybe we're the guest today and you're the host. That's true. Like if we were having a party, mm-hmm. there, we'd have tons of snacks. And you know what? I, <laughs> I like that. I like that party <laughs> where we just walk around offering each other different snacks. Have you tried these shrimp puffs? <laughs> no. <Have> you... <laughs> no. I believe that's called a potluck is what you're describing. Yeah. I guess in a way, a potluck is a party where everybody's the host. <laughs> wow. I've never really thought about that, but it's true. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You have to coordinate, though. So maybe the person who coordinates the potluck is like the king host or queen no. host. No, I don't know. I think it's the person whose home is the location of the mm, pond. Right? True. So you have to meet in a neutral. Yeah, like a community center or something. Yeah, or <laughs> a park or um, break a, into someone's home. Yeah. A Shriners Club. Yeah, I think yeah. a park would be kind of rough. All the paper plates just getting blown around the park. A, and le- a Legion Hall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough parties at a Legion Hall. That's the thing you miss out on when you're living in the big cities. Well, there's too many veterans trying to steal your potluck food. And I'm just like, listen, man, I know you fought hard for this country, but this is our potluck. I was in Korea and this is not really good. Bulgogi. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the old man. I'm, I'm just more impressed by the person bringing bulgogi to a potluck. <laughs> Yeah, but he probably doesn't know that it's not even meant to be bulgogi. Right, right, right. It's just like <laughs> it's, a ragu or something. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, ratatouille or mm-hmm. uh, that's still too impressive. Maybe a marshmallow <laughs> salad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we're coming along the lines. What I don't understand is, well, nobody makes like jello salad anymore with stuff in the jello. You know what I mean? Like you do an upside yeah. down bunt cake, mm-hmm. <laughs> you fill it with uh, the jello mold, like mm-hmm. you use it as a jello mold, and then you put all kinds of like fruit inside it or yeah. marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I think eat it. I don't get it. I know the 50s and the 60s was a really big time for gelatin and cooking, not just like sweet dishes, but a lot of savory dishes would use use it too. And it'd just be like a jello mold full of ham. Yeah, was, I don't know. I think I think we uh, I think we just kind of got to a point where everyone was a little weirded out by. <laughs> well, you... what's weird is they they do like a Jello thing, but they never yeah. do a pudding like filled yeah. with you know treats. Well, you can't see in the pudding. I think that's the thing. I part guess that's the... the part of the the gelatin, the magic of it. Mm-hmm. Is... I wonder if the Blob, the movie The Blob, might have ruined everyone's taste for Jello molds. Well. Wasn't Paul, who was, was it uh, not Paul Newman? Who starred in it? It was, oh, uh, you know who I mean, though. Yeah. He died of cancer. He was like to race cars. He was Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, great movie. It was The Blob. <laughs> but, Look you know. out. It's the blob. I love the theme song to that. It's so not scary. It's yeah. such a, it's such a bop. <laughs> the blob. It's exciting. People running to the blob rather than away. Yeah, because they thought it was a jello mold and then they realized <laughs> oh, it wasn't. I and... don't see any marshmallows in this. I see human bones. <laughs> That'd be a surprise if you bit into a jello mold and instead of a marshmallow, it was a tiny little person skull. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that would be amazing that you'd found a tiny little person. That's true. Well, I just assume it was a full size mold that was shrunk down by evil scientists. <laughs> I bet that happened. Or it was fetuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that true. In the middle of your bowl. <laughs> 
Mm, this fetus mold is delicious. Well, you know, you got to get those stem cells to grow up big and strong. That's what they say, right? I'm proud to announce it's a boy. <laughs> gender really, uh, what a gender uh, reveal party. Reveal parties with yeah. a, a fetus in a jello mold. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be horrific? <laughs> yeah, that would be very traumatizing for some people, I think. That that feels like a, a weird fringe play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that does feel I like love it. I love um weird horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I've, uh, I'm going to name three and they're all kind of Norwegian or, you know, in that area. One's Dutch. One is called Sint, S-I-N-T. And it's set in Amsterdam. And it's about Santa Claus, Sinterklaas, mm. who every 80 years, this evil Santa Claus comes and kills people. It's really good. Oh, wow. And then another one is called Rare Exports. And it's set in uh, Lapland. And these guys who like hunt caribou and stuff like that, and they live out in the boonies. Nearby, someone has been digging in this mountain that supposedly is the resting place of Santa Claus, who's this big creepy demon. And he has all these old men Mm -hmm. who are naked running around who are elves. (laughs) Crazy. And the third one is called Troll Hunter. Have you ever heard of that movie? Yes. Yes. It is excellent. It's kind of like the Blair Witch Project. Only it's about these guys going into the woods trying to film trolls and they get bitten by one who has rabies. It's a crazy, crazy weird. (laughs) It's kind of like a twist on the zombie thing where you get bitten by them, you turn into a zombie, but it's actually just has rabies. (laughs) Yeah. They they find that the 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 troll population is got carrying rabies at the moment. It's very That's, strange. That sounds fun. Uh, it was funny you're saying like weird fringe play. I actually saw a play like that, not a fringe show. Um, and uh, it was this, it was called Insomnia, and like the whole thing is like this person was like felt like they were losing their mind, and they had like a newborn baby and all this stuff, and then at the end they're just sitting at dinner, and through a lot of the play you heard this baby crying, but there's no crying, and then the wife's just like. David, where's the baby? Where's the baby, David? Baby, where did you put the baby? And then they lift the pot up in the middle of the table and apparently the baby's in there. So they accidentally cooked the baby in it. So that was pretty fun. Well, when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, they always would tell uh, drug stories. They would try and yeah. scare you with drugs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you take drugs, bad things will happen to you. Like this woman who's a babysitter, the parents came home and they told her to put the roast in the oven at eight. And the baby to bed at seven. And she put the roast to bed at, at seven. And the baby <laughs> in the oven at eight. <laughs> because she was high on drugs. They uh, they made fun of that on The Simpsons once. I remember there was like an animatronic thing doing that same thing. And it just showed the one part like hippie animatronic with like a huge like loaf of sandwich bread with a baby in the middle of it. And she was <laughs> eating the baby sandwich. Oh, it's so good. I'm just trying. There's something about that that made me. Anyway, uh, oh, there's another movie that I really loved and I can't remember what it is right now. I'll think of it later. <laughs> but I, I love strange horror. Oh, I remember what it was. There's one called Dead Snow. Dead yes. uh, Schnee. Yeah. Or, or yes. Schnee. There's two of them. There's a sequel too. Okay, well, here's the scene that I don't get. The concept is that these kids, of course, like the Scooby-Doo gang, go up to a, a remote <laughs> cottage in the Norwegian uh, mountains mm-hmm. and they're all there having fun getting drunk and one of them discovers a piece of gold in the ground turns out that it's Nazi gold and it's cursed and Nazi zombies start attacking them and killing yeah. them but there's a scene the first kind of zombie attack this guy goes into the outhouse right and he's taking his shit <laughs> and This girl comes in and then has sex with him as he's sitting on the outhouse toilet hole. (laughs) What? Yeah. And then he leaves without wiping himself. 
and she sits down to take a pee and then a zombie pulls her down into the thing into the shit pile (laughs) and i'm just like what woman (laughs) follows a man into an outhouse to have sex with him takes his shit (laughs) it is so vile like the smell and the stench especially a man too who's not even gonna wipe afterwards i know he just gets up and leaves I'm just like, what are you doing? I got to say that considerate zombie, though, waiting for them to finish having sex before it took one. Well, at least, yeah. He Mm -hmm. could have just grabbed him by the scrotum and pulled him in. That's true. The zombie wiped him. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I I think the zombie wanted to wait to make sure there was at least one shit there to pull someone into. (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) because it was probably all frozen shit. Yeah. Or maybe he was trying (laughs) to get them, but he kept getting shit on. Oh, he's like, was magst du? Schieß nicht auf mein Gesicht. I mean, that would have been a fun scene, a little deleted scene of the Nazi zombie getting shit. <laughs> shit in his face and then loving it like he's a German. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a different movie. Yeah. German zombie shit porn. Mm. But you were talking about two of your uh, favorites, uh, including uh, Santa Claus as like a horror villain. Mm -hmm, Uh, And here we are sitting together around the fire right now for the holidays. Roasting chestnuts. It's off. It's off camera, though. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, Of course. And the um, so like, what do you think it is about like the European culture that always depicts Santa as such a villain, whereas like it doesn't really happen as much here. Like there's a couple like straight to DVD things, you know, well, but it's like, I think that has to do with the history of like Santa. Cause like a lot of that stuff started out in those like Norwegian or like, you know, Scandinavian and places like that. And then we just took it and bastardized it and made it so we could sell Coca-Cola. Yeah. I think basically we put a very positive spin on the legend, mm-hmm. but uh, supposedly, I mean, if you're Dutch, Santa Claus comes and he brings mm-hmm. along a Schwarze Peter, mm-hmm. who is this little black man who, uh, if you were bad, would take you away to the Moors in Spain, where you would live in slavery and torture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some That's fun for kids. <laughs> There's a lot of different traditions where like someone just comes and takes children away if they're yeah. bad. It's a, it's a very much more... Um, more of a cautionary tale yeah (laughs) and a a method of keeping children in place well i know there's another one where the guy who comes around with him carries a stick that he uses to beat the bad children too there's another one like that Mm -hmm. i can't remember where that's from but yeah they just they just hate children there so much and they want them to behave damn it well, I mean, yeah, and I know uh, me as a kid, I was I was such a, a bad child because I didn't care if coal was in my stocking. It right. meant nothing to me to get a lump of coal. I said I'd rather rob a bank. Right. Well, see, today coal is worth a lot of money, so you would want the coal. Oh, that's the thing, right? You know, people Nicole for- Kidman would be nice to have in your stocking. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Although you'd be like, what? <laughs> oh, I got <laughs> Nicole Ace Kidman. <laughs> don't be like me kids <laughs> i've got no facial expressions anymore oh boy <laughs> i don't know why i got there i i i saw on your list that it's in the background that it said roast nicole kidman so yeah. I, you just check that off I decided in the in the interest of diversity not to attack Nat King Cole. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, that would appear, uh, you know, racist. What about uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse? Okay. From uh, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely subject them to harm. <laughs> in an effort to teach kids to behave themselves. And I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Well, uh, Sean, it's been a while since you've been on. Um, and yeah. uh, we have to know that since you've been here, have you experienced anything of uh, the paranormal variety? No, <laughs> nothing's been going on. Like, here's the thing. I would love to believe that uh, there's some something after lo- life that will attack us or influence us. Mm-hmm. I'd love to believe in monsters <laughs> and things of that nature. Would I'd you love never, to? Well, why not? It'd be make the whole world a lot more interesting. That's wouldn't true. It? Yeah. I think I think believing in monsters would actually be kind of fun to a certain degree. Well, especially well, these trolls. Real, yeah. If they were real, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you like, you know, I I don't like. When I was a kid, I used to hate being where you'd be suddenly in the dark. Or you'd be down in the basement and you'd yeah. run the last few steps because you knew something was grabbing your feet or that sort of thing. Or and then you just found out it was your uncle hiding. Out yeah, my, he was gently <laughs> masturbating under the stairs. Um, <laughs> but gently, though. But, of course, he didn't uh, want to make too much noise. No, he. my parents didn't know he was there. They thought he'd died many years before. <laughs> but, he, yeah, so... I would, you know, I had the only experience of ever real, I guess there's two. One, I was in university, I was staying over the summer in in an apartment and I was, it was so hot and I was lying on the couch because it was cooler downstairs. And then I heard someone just as I was falling asleep, say in my ear, get out. And I said, oh, and I was terrified. Uh, I was very upset. And frightened, but and, and the other time I was lying in my bed at home as a child, and I was lying there and I couldn't move, but I knew something was right there, and I could hear weird. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I could hear trombones going trombone. wow 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 wow. It was very weird, <laughs> and I knew there was something weird right there. If I could just yeah. wake myself up. But I believe that sleep paralysis. Yeah, I believe that your body goes to sleep before your mind, and yeah. then you feel trapped. I mean, I it's have to. Like s- a, yeah, I have to say, if there was going to be a demon that's sleep paralysizing me, and then I would rather it just kill me than sit there and play bad trombone in my. Ear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I'm going to play this concert for you, and you can't leave. I'm like, just kill me, please. Just, just right. end it right now. Here's the, a few of my favorite Glenn Miller pieces. <laughs> you know? Then, Stop it. That's terrifying. Yeah. You've uh, been in the music biz, Sean. So did you ever get inspired by one of these sleep paralysis moments? <laughs> oh. well, I have very strange dreams. I uh, my I very vivid dreams, and they don't make a lot of sense. Or I I personally don't see what the sense is. Here's one, and it often involves me not having done something that I'm supposed to be doing. So <laughs> yeah, I woke yeah. up lying on my couch. I wake up lying on my couch in this house that's mine, although I've never seen it before. I'm lying downstairs in the living room on the couch and I realize, oh my God, I haven't looked in on the baby in, I don't know how long I'd forgotten I had it. So I go upstairs and the baby is in the crib in a diaper, like a cloth diaper. Yeah. But it's really skinny, like spaghetti now. (laughs) And it's still alive, but it's filled its diaper with poop, like in a, Almost like a consistency of a mealy, yeah, like a butternut squash, mm. right? And it's all just packed into this diaper. And I'm like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Is it still alive? I have to save it. So I take it to a um, take it to a clinic, and I'm outside this glass wall, and there's a, someone inside the reception thing. And I'm going like, my baby, I don't know what's happened to it. Um, I'm trying to tell them without saying I've neglected this baby and now it's covered in poop and it's a spaghetti baby. (laughs) And they're like, just looking at me like, what did you do? Why have you done this? And that scared me. And then I woke up and I was like, oh my God, my poor baby. (laughs) 
uh, stuff like that. I have those kind of like horribly neglectful dreams where I've yeah. been I can see how that'd be terrifying in the moment, but just thinking about a spaghetti baby covered in like meat sauce dookie is <laughs> pretty funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't get like I'm being chased dreams or anything like that. Yeah. Usually like I'm supposed to be here doing this. I have not prepared mm-hmm. in any way. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like, shit. Or I'm in the middle of a musical. And I did this musical five years before. So I thought I should just be able to walk on and do it mm-hmm. without having any rehearsal. And I'm just kind of, well, what am I? I don't know anything. I don't know the blocking. I don't, I don't <laughs> I know. I'm trying to do the work. And yeah. by the end of it, I'm looking out into the audience and everyone's left. And we're still <laughs> trying to finish the show. Yeah, that's good. That yeah. Terrifying that that's definitely one that i've i've had uh, like quite a bit before of like stressing on like past projects or whatever and thinking that i have to be in front of it and yeah yeah not knowing it anymore like that mm-hmm. is haunting. Yeah, but my but i like i'd like to believe in the paranormal but and people are you know i have generally had this situation and i'm like okay but I, I, well, I've read this book called, read this book by Carl Sagan called A Light in the Darkness, A Candle in the Darkness. Mm. And it's about how people have become, would rather believe in ghosts than have it explained to them and, yeah. and believe in these things still. Whereas, you know, for example, in, um, in the 14, 1500s, People thought witches, if something happened to them, they thought witches had done it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that became the, the the scapegoat. And then now it's aliens. Like people, witches yeah. have been replaced by aliens as the agency that is destroying your life mm-hmm. or you were abducted and things were done to you. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of it is just mental illness. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, but... I don't, I, I would love to believe it, that there are really things, you know, I read a lot of, you know, H.P. Lovecraft. I'd love to go insane, gibbering, <laughs> staring at a, a creature from one place in time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, those I, things that scare me most are losing your identity mm-hmm. or, you know, becoming like, the, strangely, a great movie is The Color Out of Space with Nicolas Cage. It came out just like last year. Uh, and it's oh. amazing. Like, it's incredible. He, yeah, I, I was so shocked, but it was brilliant. He's such a wild actor in that he has such amazing films and such terrible films. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's on a bit of a streak right now. That's on, true. Like, he's done run. some really good ones the last couple of years. Well, that Five Nights at Freddy's kind of movie he did where yep. he's forced to stay at this haunted uh, Wally's Wonderland. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was good. We just watched uh, Pig. Pig. Yeah, I've heard that's that, good. That too. was pretty. It was not the type of movie I was expecting it to be, but it was very good. It, it, was, it was kind of like a Taken, but if it was a pig. Yeah, it was like it reminded me a lot of uh, John Wick. If yeah, John, if John Wick was incapable of any kind of fighting. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot less thrillery and a lot less like actiony, which I was expecting. Like the way it set it up, it felt that it was going to be more of that, and then it really kind of wasn't. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, I- I'm okay with this, and I enjoy this." But I was, it was such a, it was such a. I almost felt like I had the rug pulled out from under me about halfway through the movie. I'm like, "Oh, okay." Have you ever seen the movie The Limey? No, with Aaron Stamp. In it, he's uh, his daughter dies in suspicious circumstances in a car accident but this she's in hollywood and this producer was driving the car and he's suspicious about like and, and terrence stamp is his comes from england and to to investigate but he is like a hardened criminal like a like a um, uh, mafia guy right english mafia guy and he comes and basically it's a revenge flick but I'd love that it, there's this one scene where he goes into this garage where he knows all the people who he knows the people are there who were 
implicated in you know covering up the death and everything like that and he goes mm-hmm. into the garage and there's like four or five guys in there and he goes oh and then they beat the shit out of him right when he accuses them and they throw him out of the garage and you just see him get up off the ground and all the cameras inside his car window and he comes walking over to his car all the way across the street bleeding from his face gets in he reaches into the car pulls out a gun and walks back but the camera just stays in the car right and then you just hear all this he goes into the garage and then you hear all this screaming and people big sh- and shooting and he just murders them all and then he comes back walking out to the car and you know i i that was brilliant just because it was you know you, you don't expect the guy who's the tough guy to get his ass kicked yeah. and then go back and shoot everybody in the face <laughs> you know it just seems cowardly but i loved it <laughs> it it's always like really jarring these days especially to see a movie where a main character just gets the shit kicked out of them yeah well, I was actually I was just seeing something about that recently where they were saying that a lot of films and movies today. Um, so it used to be that like the hero or the protagonist was the one who was kind of fighting from underneath and had to struggle in order to succeed. But nowadays, a lot of movies, especially with like the Marvel movies, it seems like it's the villains are the one who have to like they're kind of the underdog who are fighting underneath where it's a lot easier for the for the heroes like it's just in yeah. general, right? Like everything is so much more effortless for them than, you know, it might be for than what yeah, it might well, have been. So, well, I, you know, it's kind of like you have everything given to you, but it's mm-hmm. still you're undermined. Yeah. In some way, but like Loki is the most attractive character to me in the, in the Marvel movies. I just love him. And yeah. his, he has a lot of pathos. Cause he's like, I w- I don't have all the fucking, I mean, I'm good, but I'm not like Thor. Yeah. So, I have to be a crafty weasel and mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's just great. And the, the series was really, really fun to watch uh, mm-hmm. Loki on Disney channel was fun. He, yeah. He's sympathetic. I, I guess that's true. I think people don't really accept, you know, heroes in the classic cliched way anymore. They have yeah. to be flawed, you know, mm-hmm. heavily flawed. No, that's a good thing because people are turds. <laughs> it it reminds me of this uh haunting moment from my childhood that I, I believe I've told before but just the these two kids that fought at after school in high school and watching these uh two kids fight and then the one kid knocked out the other kid and then the kid that was knocked out his dad ran over and was like what are you doing and then the kid pointed that just knocked out his son pointed at the dad and said i'll fight you now and then came over and knocked out the dad and seeing seeing a dad like just knowing that that (laughs) your dad is such a protector in your mind you know like when you're thinking about this like i just put myself in those shoes and it was just haunting seeing a father knocked out like that by like like muscular dystrophy or something like that (laughs) like in a wheelchair or just a dumb dad who got punched out just a dumb dad that got punched out by a fighter he was 15 or 16. All right, cool. I mean, it was probably too like he I'm sure like as a dad, you probably went in that situation thinking like he's not going to attack me. I'm the adult here. He's going to he's going to like be rational. That's probably what happened. And then he just got sucker. <laughs> well, the thing is, you're lying there, right? You just been beaten up by a, a guy at school and you open your eyes and your dad's lying beside you. <laughs> Knocked out. Yeah, I'd be like, I wish we just both kind of died right up now. Like, stand up for yourself, son. <laughs> I I took that hit to teach you a lesson. That's right. I can't. You know what's a battles. really confusing song? Have you ever heard of the song Kenny Rogers' "Coward of the County"? Have you ever heard of this song? No. It's a song where it's about a guy in this town. And there's these bad guys and they rape his uh, fiance and he goes uh, and his father in the chorus keeps telling him, don't promise your son, don't you do the thing I've done, walk away from trouble if you can. And um, he goes over 
finds out that they've raped his uh, helpless uh, fiance, and he shoots them all. Mm -hmm. And then people called him the coward of the county. And I'm like, why? What was this? Why? What was his? What was his fault? These four guys raped his fiance. I think they might be more coward yeah. than yeah. the coward of the county. Yeah, I don't know. This is, it sounds like a classic vengeance storyline to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. know. It, it's anyway, one of those weird guess. things where it seems like there used to be like this. Almost like a confusing like uh, parallel of like if you shoot someone, you're a coward. But also at the same time, if you're like a gunslinger, you're also a hero. So it's kind of like this weird situational like, well, when is it OK to shoot somebody? And then when is it cowardly yeah. to shoot somebody? It doesn't. Yeah, I just watched this great series called. Uh, Jesus. Godless. Mm. And it's got uh, Jeff Daniels in it. And he's like a, a horrifying, terrifying gunslinger who run who like a, an outlaw with a bunch of like 30 men. And he is this kid. He's kind of adopted, rejects him and steals all the money that they've stolen because he hates the guy and goes to hide in this town where all of the men have been killed in a mining accident. And it's all just women. And so they. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm -hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine, right. you know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important. And what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm -hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and, do mm -hmm. and putting things together that really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah, just open up your open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah, in bed, perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know, and and it's all. And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today, it's kind of like Guns of the Magnificent Seven. They have to get ready to fight these hardened criminals. It's really, really good. Oh, but wow. there's a lot of gunfighting in that. And, mm -hmm. you know, people are, you know, pick your battles, son. Yeah, yeah. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. You know, and that kind of <laughs> do you crap. Know the, do you know that old SCTV sketch uh, with John Candy? The uh, I think it was like the Ballad of Yellow Belly. And there's like a no. song about, and he's this, uh, he's this old gunfighter who's just like running around, like wandering around, like jumping at shadows and just shaking all the time. And then this mom and her young kid walk by and he's like, look, mommy, it's yellow belly. And he just turns around and shoots the kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's so good. <laughs> well, I used to love the Don Knotts movies, too. I don't know if yeah. you ever watched any of them, but there was one called The Shakiest Gun in the West. And he's a dentist. He comes, of course, 
to a Western town to open his dentist shop. <laughs> and by accident, he sh- shoots a big gunslinger, but he actually doesn't even shoot them. Like mm-hmm. he, the, a woman who thinks he's a nice man saves him by shooting from hiding and killing the guy. But they think it's he dumb. did it. Yeah. And so he becomes like the, the hero. And, <laughs> but I love it. I love, uh, I love Don Knotts. He's the best. <laughs> Mugging his way into your heart. <laughs> well, on that note, we got a story of our own to tell. That's true. We should well, do won't that. Be anywhere near as good as the shakiest gun in the West. That's no, true. you'll yeah. be mugging your way to the top. I'll pull up a screenplay <laughs> of that movie, and that's what we'll do today. Okay. <laughs> a live reading. <laughs> live reading of Don Knotts' films. <laughs> Well, uh, Sean, what did you draw for your position today? I'm the swing. Yeah, no responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want. And then, okay. Cody, what did you draw? I drew the celebrity. Oh, we know what that means. I go to a random celebrity generator. It's going to give me four options, and I'll have to appear as that celebrity at some point during the story. Okay. Um. So my options are uh, Chris Rock. I will not be doing that one. Uh, Kenny Chesney, uh, Joe Montana, and Freddie Mercury. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So those are all tough choices. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not tell you what to do, but you know, do it. <laughs> <laughs> do something good. Yeah, you better. Um, I'll probably just go uh, Kenny Chesney. Okay. okay. That's uh, that's I gravitate towards him as well. He's yeah. a great actor, what, what? And a good person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's a country guy, right? No. What, what What did he sing? Do you know any of his songs? Um, I think he sang a few. Okay. Well, that means I drew the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to canigeta.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Uh, let's do relationship. Cyclops and Odysseus. Oh. That's a very specific... Uh, <laughs> that's a very specific one. It's not like a... Two men on a train. <laughs> no, no, it's like, oh, it's a very specific mythological situation. Yeah, no, it, right. it's really telling us where this story <laughs> needs to go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. Thousands of years ago, deep in a dark, dark cave on an island far away, a lonely Cyclops was sitting at his dining room table, finishing his breakfast of bones and porridge. Yes, he had had a rough day pillaging and crushing small people under his feet and club, but he wasn't feeling all himself today. No, he he felt that maybe being a Cyclops was... uh, was not as all it was cracked up to be, and maybe there was something more fulfilling that he should be doing with his life. Hey, what's that? What am I doing here? They say, you know, I live in a cave. I got nothing. I got no retirement plan. I've got nothing I'm going to do. What am I going to do when I'm too old to like club people to a pulp and then scrape them off a rock and eat them? Marty, what do you mean you got nothing? You got me, Marty. Oh, you know, everybody says, yeah, sure, you got a talking horse. What, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you got in life that you just, you got everything you need. You got a talking horse, you got one eye. You know, it just, I feel so vulnerable all the time with my one eye. I get it, Marty. Maybe what we could do is we could order you some goggles or something. That way, you know, arrows and spears or Flying birds won't hit your eye and give you like red eye and stuff. Maybe we could yeah. like get that done or something, right, Marty? Well, yeah, what's disturbing is, you know, it's hard to find. Like I went on uh, Amazon dot uh, Troy. Yeah. And I'm looking around and I can't. I only can get goggles with two eyepiece parts. And like, what do I do? Yeah. Do I order one and then cut it in half and then? tie it to get like then i have two pairs yeah where where am i going to keep them i gotta say marty those warriors at amazon those ladies really know how to make some products and get them to you fast (laughs) i don't understand how they have time and you know and you go in there like i went into like a tour of the warehouse they all have one breast cut off (laughs) 
Mm. It's so they can load stuff into the truck faster. Yeah, I don't understand why they have to rub it against their chest before they throw it in there. Special touch, I guess. I don't know, Marty. Listen, they got to fund their battle somehow, and it makes sense that they would open up an online shopping center. Yeah, I I don't know. All of a sudden, there was a knock at the entrance to the cave. Who could that be? Jesus, he's got tough knuckles that you gotta. It's a, it's really, it's just stone. Hello? Who is it? Come on now, you're gonna make me walk knock on here all day. Walk knock? What are you talking about? I've been walking, I've been knocking, I've been rocking, you know what I mean? Now let me oh in this. Oh my place. God, it's Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney? <laughs> That's hey, right. did you know I'm a horse? Uh, yeah, talking horse. Cowboys love horses. That's that's right. Right? That's right. Let me give you a kiss now. Oh, okay. Uh, Can I have another one? Hey, 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 hey. Hence yourself. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Marty. Sorry. I didn't mean to offend you by kissing your horse. Well, I just don't like, you know, you don't milk horses. I don't know what you were doing with your other hand there. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay, Marty. He can do that. All right. It it was a friendly tug. I swear. There's nothing between us. You don't have to worry. (laughs) Oh, Pure, purely transactional, Marty. Transactional. Okay, what do you want, uh, Kenny Chesney? I love your music, by the way. That song you uh, wrote uh, called uh, "Here I'm Drinking a Beer." Watch me take your girlfriend from you. Oh uh, yeah, yep. I, I sang that one. And oh I- yeah, I remember that one. Here I'm drinking a beer. Watch me take your woman, and then I ride a horse into the sunset. That was pretty beautiful there, horse. Now give me a beer and we might recreate the song. You know what I mean? Well, what about your other one? Um, uh, I shot my my wife's new husband four times and then he uh, he didn't die. So I shot him again. It seems like, you know, that one off by heart. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked your double album, uh, Two Sides of Beef. <laughs> it was great. Side one was a T-bone steak and side two was a prime rib roast. Oh, yeah. I got to make sure everyone gets that protein for the years. Yeah, the prime rib didn't fit my CD player. Um, I uh, downloaded it. I have a digital meat locker that I keep it in. No, no you downloaded it like illegally or you got it like an apple? Oh, thing? I, went on, uh, I went on goldenapple.com. It's right. run by Hera, Queen of the Goddesses. Yeah. She, uh, you know. It's it's kind of like title, but you know, with the goddesses. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, title, ancient times, title. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the ocean, mm-hmm. Poseidon. You heard of him? Yeah, married to Beyonce. Here's uh. the weird thing: Poseidon is the god of earthquakes, right? Mm-hmm. And the ocean, but also horses. Oh, he's Why? my god. Why? Oh, like, I don't get the connection between the ocean and horses. I don't understand it. Oh. Maybe you, you're a cowboy. Maybe you can like uh, you know, explain this to me. Well, I'm not here with all the answers or nothing like that. In fact, I came here for a few answers myself. But oh. if I was to make a connection of some sort, I would say that a title runs smooth and the ocean runs smooth, much like the softness of your horse down here. You know oh what I mean? Oh, my goodness, hey, Mr. Chesney. <laughs> oh, my God. Clean that up. <laughs> Throw some sawdust on that, would you? Somebody's going to slip on it. Mr. Chesney, I know you didn't just come all this way to jerk off a horse in a cave. <laughs> Well, sometimes you find your purpose once you get to the destination. Well, I I, I hear you there, Kenny. Well, so what, what, can, what can we do what for are you? you? Doing here? Well, I got a big uh, tale to tell, and I got to bring it to the right person. Oh. So I was hoping that you uh, could help me in finding that said person. What What do you mean? help you with the tail what what kind of person do you need well i don't 
need help with the tail. Trust me, it's a really good tail. I won't need help with that one bit. So what do you need? And you're not. I need the person. I need help finding the person. For what, though? What so that purpose? I can tell them the tale. Well, listen, can, can we have a moment? Just me and me and Marty. Yeah, sure. Listen, Marty, listen, you were wondering if you if there was something more you could be doing with your life, right? You were sick of crunching up people and putting them in bowls and eating them and porridge and stuff and living in a cave. Maybe you could be the one to take Mr. Chesney's hey, story. You guys got any more sawdust? There's not quite enough for this old pile. Uh, you know what they say? Horses, uh, they shoot a lot. <laughs> oh, OK. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you? I'm supposed to help him with the story that he's I, Ma Marty, I honestly have no idea what the hell this guy's talking about. He's not very clear about it, but maybe this could be the start of something. Maybe if you listen to a story, you could uh, you could steal it and write it into like a stage adaptation. And you could be like the next. Um, uh, what's the guy's name? You know, like uh, the guy who wrote all those cool plays about that guy who kisses his mom uh, Donnie, and stuff. Donnie most. Yeah, that guy. He was so good. Well, that could I be still you. Still got it. <laughs> so good. That could be uh, you, Marty. Come on. Let's go. Euripides. Euripides. I fix it. Ease. Whatever you need. Uh, Scholars. Yeah, I got it. Well, maybe we should listen to the story. Nothing about this has been scary at any point. I may just, uh, I may just say. But, you know, maybe something is coming. I, I don't know. I have the sense of incredible trepidation. Yeah, I hope no uh, famous Greek warriors, perhaps by the name of Odysseus, shows up today. Oh, what? that's the guy I need to see. That's the guy I need to bring my story to. Oh, so you didn't just need a person. You needed a specific person. Well, a specific person. Yeah, I didn't want to just say I didn't think you knew him. So I wasn't going to say his name. Well, that's a rather, rather big assumption. It'd be a big assumption if I just came to any old island and thought and say, that you hey, knew everybody. Hey, do you know Odysseus? <laughs> there, we know right off the bat what you want, who you're looking for. And we didn't have to go through all this back and forth. I came here and I said, I need to find a person. I expected you to say, who are you looking for? Well, um, can I have just an aside for a second here? Marty, Marty. Okay, he's looking for Odysseus, but he doesn't know that you're not Odysseus. Oh, so maybe you've called me Marty a bunch of times. <laughs> That's your middle name. It's your middle name. It's just, you know, okay. it's, a, it's a pet name, right? He doesn't right. have to know. Uh, okay. Listen, we got some old shields and an old sword. Just put them on and just pretend to be Odysseus. And then he'll tell you the story. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Here, there's something. You, you distract him while I okay. put on the stuff. Oh, Mr. Chesney, uh, sure. I just wanted to say that it's such a nice honor to meet you. And I really thank you for, you know, earlier when, you know, we did the thing and, and then I made that mess. Um, so, you know, I really love your songs. Do you have any new albums in the work? New albums? I mean, all the time. Yeah. But... yeah. Could, could we have like a little sample of something? You, you want, do you want the song or do you want to hear my tale? Because I've been well, well, we'll hear the tale. I'm more than just a singer, you know. I got I'm you did say the tale was for one specific person. Hey! Oh, that must be who Odysseus. Is, who is this? I just go out to get some eggnog. <laughs> it, you know, it's seasonal, you can't get it usually, except around uh, you know. D the months of darkness so i usually come and get some ignorance but um i just did uh troy and you know spent 10 years there it's a real pain in the ass yeah well, trying to get you. home trying that's, to get home that's odysseus you know the guy uh, you're looking for look uh, at my armor I'm pretty sure that's the same Cyclops just with a rock tape to his head that's Odysseus that was Odysseus all along I was just uh, fucking with you. <laughs> All right. See, All you right. spend 12 years at sea, you get a pretty funny sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, I used to have two eyes, but I kept picking at one. Yeah. <laughs> it was one leg off to the side because this one you got is right in the middle. Yeah, that's we how he was such weird. a good warrior. No one could sneak up on him. 
on his one side and one on the front oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so i was always scratching my head yeah i kept poking my eye out (laughs) it happens to the best of us listen i'm so glad to see you and i'm a little bit nervous too because i've been preparing this story for quite some time now well have some eggnog it'll settle you down oh thank you yeah you're welcome it's funny in French they call it the chicken milk. That is well, funny. Cool, isn't that weird? You can't milk a chicken, but apparently you can milk a horse. You can't lead a chicken to milk, but you can make it squirt milk <laughs> into a glass. That's want- an old saying that no one uses. Yeah, I, I think I heard that maybe once or twice before. <laughs> I think my old mama used to tell me that around the campfire. <laughs> right. I was a baby horse. Right, right, right. Well, right. it's amazing that you guys could create fire. You know, you have no appendages that, or anything. Well, we, yeah, we would just uh, we would run so fast that it would leave flames behind like the car oh. in Back to the Future. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's this story? Let's get to this. All right. Now, if I tell you this story, just know that it comes with a price. Vincent Price? Well, a bit of a Vincent Price. I see. Because you got to take this to Vincent Price himself. Now, this story, it started a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Quapple. Yeah, just a sorry. That uh, two couple. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm from uh, Texas. Sorry, that's just how we <laughs> say it. A couple weeks ago, I went into this small town. Apparently, this is where Vincent Price himself is from. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute, Mister Chesney. I just looked it up. You're actually from Knoxville, Tennessee. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't slap my horse. Okay, maybe uh, my story uh, has a uh, quapple imperfections, but well, if you could just get on with it. <laughs> yes. So I was in Vincent Price's hometown. I went in there, and it was Christmas Day. That's oh. right. I went in that town, and I said to myself, "Well." This town deserves a Santa Claus. So on that night, I went house to house, burned down the Christmas tree and and piled up the bodies of all the little children out there (laughs) through the great story. How does this have to do with bringing a Santa Claus to town? Well, I, I mean, I went down the chimney to get there. You also, see. this sounds an awful lot like your song. I was in Vincent Price's hometown and then I burnt, burned down all the Christmas trees and piled up the children's dead bodies in the town square and laughed and laughed and laughed. Listen, I got writer's block. I might be doing a little bit of rehashing at this point. This story uh, sucks. Man, I no, 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 this is what you like. I, I took all those children. I threw mm-hmm. them in a big pit in town square. It might have been a fountain. But I threw them all in there Hmm. and then I knocked on the mayor's door and I said, look what old Mr. Chesney did. And he said, you know, you got the family of Vincent Price in that hole, as well as many other families. And that mayor said, you take that story, you pass it on and you pass it on to uh, Odysseus. And then he has to say that he did it he takes credit for it and then odysseus has to tell vincent price to his face that he murdered all of these children including the children of vincent price it seems convoluted but the mayor was very strict about these rules i think convoluted is a word for it well i think stupid's another word for it let me just what do i odysseus gain from this it's just a simple pass it on, you know. <laughs> oh, so it's like a chain email. What it is is me taking responsibility for the heinous murder of hundreds of children, including the family of Vincent Price. Uh, Marty, I, I sorry, Odysseus. Can I speak with you for a minute? Yeah, okay. 
Listen, I know he wants you to take responsibility for the murder of hundreds of children and innocent people, but haven't you already murdered a bunch of innocent people and children being a cyclops and eating their bones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't seem right. I guess that's true. Claiming someone else's murders is my own. I have a reputation. I have integrity. It would be like you taking Kenny Chesney's song um, that, you know, the one that goes, um, I went to the campfire and then I threw my girlfriend in there so my wife wouldn't realize that she was there. You remember that song? And then claiming it. it was yours. Yeah, well, I went to the campfire and I threw my girlfriend in so my wife wouldn't notice she was there. It's a good song. So good. But if you pretended that it was your song, it just wouldn't be right. No, it would would seem um, I would like the thing is no one else would know, Hmm. but I would know. Yeah, but boys, 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 I know that you might have some uh, hesitation here and I, I, I might be able to clear this up. You see, if you're looking at my little scrawny country boy arms. Oh, arms, right. You'd know that these hands and these arms are only good for jacking off horses. <laughs> you see, if I was to go and tell Vincent Price to his face mm-hmm. that I murdered his kids, yeah. that guy's going to kick the living shit out of me. I can't defend myself against him. He's a tough SOB, that Vincent Price. I fail to see how this is our problem. Well, that's why I had to go to Odysseus, because in lore, what I've heard is just strong, brave, brazen. Odysseus would be able to take it to Vincent Price, tell him his kids are dead, and Vincent Price ain't going to do a thing about it if it's Odysseus. All of a sudden, there was a knock at the cave door. Who could that be? Who is it? Who is it? There, in the doorway, reflected in the shadow were two figures, none other than the real Odysseus. And who was with him? But Vincent Price himself. That's right, Kenny Chesney. I finally arrived to take you down. And look who I've brought, my good friend, Vincent Price. Wait, you're already trying to take me down? We know what you've done. We've heard your song. You released it on your album two years ago. I find it quite upsetting that you murdered my family and threw them in a pit. And now you're trying to pin it on my good friend, Odysseus. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bonk you on the noggin with my mythical hammer. And then he's going to come and kick the shit out of you. Would you mind if I masturbated onto him first? Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, not at all, Mr. Price. <laughs> whatever makes you feel better, whatever helps the grieving process. Just Mr. Price, Mr. Price, please. If you do do this, throw some sawdust on me after. Oh, uh, we used all the sawdust. Oh, no. And so Odysseus bonked him on the head and threw him into the old pile of horse sawdust. Vincent Price came over, did his dirty work all over him, and then started kicking the ever-living shit out of that piece of shit. Kiss that, oh, you piece of shit, Kenny Chesney. Cyclops, please help. You gotta stop this. Um, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I'm finding it quite titillating. Um, Oh, no, don't you join in, too. Here I go. They say it's impossible to keep your eye open while you're ejaculating. (laughs) Is that true? Well, you managed to do it, and you stared at me the whole time. (laughs) Marty, we're like like shoulder deep here. (laughs) Sorry. I just, uh, you know, I... It's been a while. I guess so. Oh, my goodness. Wow, Mr. Cyclops, you indeed are a big shooter. I'm very impressed by the volume of your fluid expression. I must also say I'm impressed by your cosplay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
not not you, Vincent. I'm talking to the Cyclops. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm dressed as a Greek warrior. <laughs> yeah, but nothing fits me. It's just like I'm like the breastplate is just like it's a badge. Mm. It's not even covering any of my body. You look, you look like a sheriff of the town. Hey. Maybe you could be the sheriff of this cave and deal with this naughty boy and throw him in the in the jail. Just kill me, or just kill um, him. All right. So, if you would just put your hands on the wall, I am going to sodomize you with this enormous log. <laughs> it's just the way we do things back then, and by back then I mean right now. <laughs> And I, I guess, yeah, I'll just do it then, I suppose. Um, it's not a really big log. Oh, just, okay. Yeah, well, it doesn't look big in your hands, but you're a big Cyclops. And then the Cyclops just smashed a log against the wall and crushed the poor Kenny Chesney against the wall. Yes, he was flattened into pancakes and that he was then forgotten. The only thing that we could remember him was his vast catalog of number one hit singles. Such as the song, I may have got crushed by a log against a cave wall by a cyclops, but that doesn't mean that people won't remember what my cool cowboy songs were about. Whoa, what a good song that was. It's hard to rhyme it, though, but he did it. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to eat Kenny Chesney? I'm going to b- mash him up in his bones in the porridge if you guys are hungry. Well, we did travel a long way. It would be rude to turn down a free meal. Um, I is it gluten free? Because <laughs> I I have a celeriac disease. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. He wasn't wearing any natural fibers, was he? Uh, no, I am. Um, no, I'll just wash them a lot. Okay. Before we eat them. <laughs> and so they did. And they feasted upon Kenny Chesney and started a new holiday tradition. The Kenny Chesney, Chesney roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Cowboy goo on my toes. <laughs> you died. <laughs> Songs being sung while I gently masturbate. <laughs> while Odysseus and Vincent Price sit <laughs> by the fire. <laughs> what a beautiful Christmas tradition. Let's do this next year. Yeah, let's do it next year, guys. We'll see you, Odysseus. Yes, I just hope we don't get lost at sea for another 12 years. <laughs> uh, I'm taking a hovercraft. What? Never mind. You had a hovercraft this whole time? Yes. What are you going to do about it, Odysseus, trickster of the Achaeans? Oh, Vincent. Well, hi, you scoundrel. <laughs> Come here, I'm going to give you a noogie. Oh, ow, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Spooked. Wow. That was a scary story. It ended up being quite scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it took a, it was nice at first and then just <laughs> took a real turn. It took a dark turn. Yeah. I feel like most Greek tragedies do that though, right? They start off kind of okay and then things get really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Usually it's something really bad happens and a guy covers it up. And then by the end of the play, it all comes back to get him. That's true. Um, well, I mean, in a way, I guess Kenny Chesney was the guy who tried to make things happen. And then every came, everything came back and then came on him. And then he, <laughs> he was true. eaten. So. <laughs> It was a very weird story, but I like it. <laughs> Do you think that's what can I get a dot com intended for the story to be when it gave us that suggestion? <laughs> Should we send this episode? They to probably them? had a good idea. I think that's what they probably assumed. <laughs> we should probably send this episode to them and see what they think. 
They'll showcase it on their website. Yeah. If we get a cease and desist from them, we're ruined. <laughs> they just look at it. What have we done? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're co-writers to this to this episode. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. I I liked how everything was just correct too with uh, Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was perfect. It was like living in Bronze Age Greece mm-hmm. while a blind poet looked on. Listening to our tale, <laughs> tell everyone later. I just imagine a blind guy with his with a glass on the top of the cave, just listening. <laughs> That's right. That's how Homer learned everything. Mm-hmm. Doe. <laughs> Homer's a dumb name, though, isn't it? You mm. always assume someone's an idiot when their name is Homer, but Homer was quite a brilliant poet. Do you think it's because of the Simpsons that it's associated no, with a I dumb person or is it just Homer? Kind of... When I hear the word Homer or the name Homer, I think of some down south mm. idiot, right? <laughs> inbred moron, mm-hmm. you know, like Cletus or, yeah. you know, dumb mm-hmm. people who have names that are not applicable anymore. Right, right. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> We just lost five subscribers called Homer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Otis is another one. What about Otis? It's very Ophi. Is it? I think so. Otis. Um, Otis Redding. Milo and Otis. Both O's. <laughs> Earl. Earl, yes. Earl. Um, <laughs> We're just tearing down names. Yeah. What um. other name? <laughs> I, Send all of the listeners. Send us um, your names. We'll tell you if you sound like idiots to us yeah, or not. Yes, I've never been a big um, fan of the name Cody. <laughs> just, it just makes me think of stupid dopes. <laughs> Cody makes me think of like teen, preteen uh, secret agents. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's Did one thing Cody I always Banks? think. Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> yeah. It's always what I think of when I start masturbating to the name Cody. <laughs> uh, well, we know what to get you for Christmas. A DVD copy of Agent Cody Banks. Please. We'll make sure to keep it in the shrink wrap, though. It stays uh, fresh longer. <laughs> well, you don't want the, the incredible entertainment to get out. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> it must be contained. Must be the freshness maintained. <laughs> well, on that note, let's do some plugs. Sean, where yes. can everyone follow you? Well, you can follow me uh, at seancullen.com with my website, or you can go to at Mr. Sean Cullen uh, on uh, Twitter or at Instagram. It's at Sean Cullen is my name. Uh, and I'm also doing this wonderful show called The Cocktail Hour and a Half, which is uh, the next one's on the 15th of December. I don't know if that's just two days away from when we're taping mm-hmm. this, so I think it'll be too late. But there's one coming up in February. You can call, attend on Zoom or you can go in person to the uh, Burlington Performing Arts Center, which is really fun. Oh, very nice. Amazing. And we'll be tweeting that out at yeah. Spook Podcast, as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com. You can see a full profile on Sean with all the past episodes he's done on mm-hmm. the network, as uh, well as uh, go to the Sonar Network shop. You can see uh, some two new Spook shirts on there. Yeah. Whether you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts, choose your side with your money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. But choose the right Best side. To invest in things you don't believe in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's just the stock market, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening that's it spooked, spooked. thanks friends spooked this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network 